sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. Hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, this is uh, MC Expanded. This is where I just kind of go deeper into what I talked about last Friday night. And those of you that are interested, maybe you missed, maybe it was interesting to you, wanted to hear it again, or I just have some more thoughts on that. I can't guarantee you that it's going to be exactly like it was on Friday night, but I've always been to start a podcast. And so I thought this is a great opportunity to start a podcast to just get some, uh, practice under my feet, get some techniques down, um, and just uh, have some fun. And so if you can just join me on the fun, just want to go over Friday night's lesson. And uh, I often have new thoughts on Friday night's lesson. And after it's already passed, I'm not, Friday night's gone. And so often those thoughts are gone and I don't often retain those until the next Friday night or they're not necessarily fitting. So this is just fun for me. This is great practice for me. Those of you that listen, um, I'd love your feedback. Good, honest feedback from you would be super helpful as I'm moving forward. This is something I've always wanted to do, and so I'm just going to start here. Uh, what intrigued me was something that we talked about, I believe it was three weeks ago, and is when Jesus has the encounter with the woman with the issue of blood. And uh, to me, it's such a unique encounter among all the encounters Jesus had, just on a number of respects. Today, I want to touch on one, and the next podcast, I want to touch on another aspect, but here you have a woman who has been sick for a very long time, and it appears that she actually is a woman of means, that she had money um, for whatever reason or from whatever circumstance, who knows family money, or that she was quite an entrepreneur like the Proverbs 31 woman, and she just got out there and get after it as we see many incredible women do. We don't really know the story behind it other than for the last I believe the scripture says 12 years that she had been bleeding menstrually and uh, just not having a fun time. And I know you ladies out are saying you don't have a clue, dude. And I don't have a clue. You're right. I don't have any kind of clue. All I know is from the scriptures that comes across as a very dire situation. And so for 12 years, doctor after doctor probably promising, hey, I can help you. You know, here's a treatment plan until all of her resources are gone. And I'll tell you, you think about a woman that would be discouraged. This woman had to be discouraged to the max. And I just, I am so impressed by this woman's drive to find a cure. 12 long years. And even as we see when she has an encounter with Jesus, she has not given up hope. Her desire to live, to live well, to be well is still there. That is so powerful to me because so many of us just, and I don't know, I can't really speak for you, but I can speak for myself. We just get used to our circumstances and I live there and uh, that's where I make my new home and not with this woman, her desire and her passion. She was determined to be healed. And so what does she do? She goes out in the crowd that's following Jesus. And I would imagine it was pretty evident where Jesus was, even if you couldn't see him because there was a mob of people around him. Because the encounter that Jesus had, and when he ministered to the people, people were healed. All the people were healed. And so this woman's hope and enthusiasm, I would imagine, is soaring again as she's moving out in the crowd. She's moving through the crowd. Now, mind you, in Jewish culture, this woman is unclean. She should not be off her pillow. I mean, I'm sorry, women, but 
that was part of the culture. You know, she should have been home. She was unclean, let alone should she have been moving through a crowd or touching anyone for that matter. So even her being out, she is just breaking all the rules and she is going all out. She has broken out of anything that's going to hold her back. And I just absolutely love that mindset. I just want to pause here for a second for that mindset. Nothing is going to stop this woman, not cultural norms. You know, the culture that the traditions and the law are so built into that culture. That is their livelihood. That is their tradition. Their culture is what they live for. And so none of that was going to stop her from her healing. She was going to go out and she was going to get healed. She didn't matter who she had to go through, who she had to touch. And really, I, you know, I'm no expert, but I would imagine as she touches people, they're defiled. And so it's pretty wild that that determination that she has to go out and just pursue her healing. And so as she moves through the crowds and she seeks to find Jesus and she finally does find Jesus and she touches him and what happens? She is healed. All right. This is a moment to pause on. And we talked about this at Friday night. And this is the part that often just gets me. This is the part that blows me away. And I have such a hard time understanding. For one, Jesus said, who touched me? Well, he had to know who touched him. And for two, the disciples said, how are we supposed to know? There's whole crowds around you. You've been touched by all kinds of people, probably hundreds of people. Now, we paused here Friday night. Why was only one? healed so many touched him only one was healed and what does Jesus say I felt virtue leave me I felt power leave me whatever translation you're in there was energy that left Jesus and produced healing in the woman absolutely profound so why only one why only one now that woman when she went out that day she went out with an intent she went out with an intent to get healing. She didn't know how. Maybe she did. She believed that if she could touch Jesus, she would be healed. So I take that back. She knew the how. And she was determined to get there and to touch him. And there was precedent before that those that touched the hem of the robe of Jesus were healed. And so there is truth in her intent. So why none of the others? All the people around Jesus were they just observing an anomaly something cool and they didn't believe the healing was for them so this is where i want to go and with this podcast that when we have encounters with god let us make them intentional this woman went with incredible intention and what happened to her out of hundreds of people she touched jesus and she was healed None of the others did. She left her house with the intention of being healed. She had spent 12 long years with the intention of being healed. And so this is what I want to move into. We have encounters with God every day. And let me just tell you, he is always wanting to have an encounter with us. He is waiting for us. He's much like a lot of you parents when you wait for your kids to get home from school to talk to them. God is waiting for us to bow a knee, to take a quiet moment, to engage our thoughts in his direction. He desires relationship. That's what the garden was all about. It was God communing with man. 
He loves to interact with us. And so from we see with this encounter with the woman with the issue of blood, that when the woman with intention went to Jesus, she found healing. As we go to God, let's go with intention. If we need healing in our lives, let's go with intention. Let's go with focus before Jesus. As we go to fellowship with Jesus, let's have the intention to fellowship with him. So the miraculous happens in our fellowship. And how do we have encounters with God? Well, this is something that I touched on Friday night too. Meditation is a profound way to have an encounter with God. And in the scripture, there's a couple different words that probably speak more to the meditation I'm talking about. It would be words such as in the spirit or to muse. Those are those encounters where there is a reality of our interaction with God, whether it's in a dream or a vision or we engage our imagination as we encounter God, but we go with intention. And so intention with God is the intention that all things are possible. We live in a world, a very finite world, where our brains continue to make rational outcomes to our life. And it's like, oh, that can't happen because this is the way it has always happened. Or historically, this is what is true. Or I just know you know, we are profound lovers of Murphy's Law. There's just some sick kind of self-hurting masochism in Murphy's Law. You know, what can go wrong will go wrong. And we find some kind of pleasure in that. And so we live in a world where there is not infinite possibilities. We often in our brains rationalize one possibility. And so to be intentional with God is to be intentional and partner with his nature. What his nature is, is that we interact with him. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You know, the verse doesn't say I can do most things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And so when we go to God, we need to be intentional and partnering with his nature. His nature is all things are possible and that is so contrary to our human nature it is so hard because our human nature has rationalized why things can't happen and we have convinced ourselves and we actually take comfort in why things cannot not happen that is not god's reality that is not the world that god lives in and when we engage with his nature and we interact with him and his holy spirit and Jesus that has come into us, that lives in us, and his spirit never leaves us, never forsakes us, resides with us. We are that potential, but we convince ourselves we're not. And so I've used the scripture often. I'm going to continue to use it. So a man thinks that he is. You think that those things aren't possible. They will not be possible. And you will not see the miraculous. You will not see what being a Christian is all about. And I think like the woman with the issue of blood, hundreds of people touched Jesus. Yet one, one percent of the crowd experienced healing. One percent of the Christian population can interact and be part of all things are possible. You can start seeing things change in your life because you are being intentional with your time with God. You are engaging the imagination that he gave you. Your imagination is not from the devil. Your imagination is something that he gave you. So you can imagine all possibilities. 
Never discount your imagination. I think your imagination is one of the most powerful tools that God gave Christians. Because you can imagine a possibility different than the one you're in. And I would say, if you want change in your life, you are going to have to get that picture. And you are going to have to get it very vividly. And you're going to have to hold on to it. And you are going to have to meditate on that picture. And then that picture is part of your prayers. God loves to answer specific prayers as you pull that picture and you pray that picture that has been developed through the desires that God's put in you and the imagination that God gave you. And that picture comes to fruition as you pray. God's desires are fulfilled. He sees the creation that he made operating the way it's supposed to. Why do you think Jesus talks about the children being so precious and the penalty that if you harm those children, what is a child's primary gifting? It's their imagination. They're constantly imagining worlds and realms and things that are beyond our reality. Faith is the substance of things unseen. And as imagination begins to bring the unseen into the seen, it can become a prayer request. It can become an intentionality. And I guarantee you, as you go down that road, it will become a reality. And so it is so important that we have alone time with God. I just make a habit of personally have an ongoing conversation with God throughout the day. And then I have specific times where I call this meditation. You may think it's better being in the spirit because I really engage my imagination and visualization and allow Jesus to enter that place where he speaks to me. And sometimes he speaks to me about hard things, but oftentimes we just go and we hang out and we talk. And for some of you, this is an easy place to go. For others of you, this sounds like crazy talk. And, you know, a lot of scripture, the visions of John and Daniel and the interactions that Paul had with the Holy Spirit, they are crazy. I'm going to tell you this faith, this Christian faith and its reality is crazy because we live Part of us lives in another dimension. We live in a dimension outside the three. There's part of us that lives in a fourth or a fifth dimension where the things of the imagination, where words are the foundations of creation, where things are created. And I've talked before about, you know, the scripture says, you know, speak as though you're speaking the very words of God. What are the words that God speaks? The words that God speaks bring forth life. And they bring forth creation and they bind things and they lose things. So this lesson with the woman of the issue of blood, let's just wrap it up here. Intention. She went out that day after 12 long years. She held intention for 12 long years. And that day in particular, she went out with intention. She was going to find Jesus and she was going to touch Jesus. And she knew that if she touched Jesus, that she would be healed. And so as she passed through the clouds and she went out unclean, culturally unclean, went out beyond societal norms, you know, she, she broke the rules to get her healing. What would you do to get what you want? What would you do to pursue the things that God has put in you? Would you go out with intention? Would you live your life every day with intention? Would you make your time with God intentional? that you have intentional conversations with God throughout the day, that you'll engage your imagination 
and you will visualize those things that you want to see come to fruition and you will visualize them with such clarity and passion that that you can see the picture as you're watching a tv screen and pretty soon those things will become reality so the woman with the issue of blood is the woman without the issue of blood it is the one percenter let's think of the woman with the issue of blood she's the one percent will you be the one percent the one percent of christianity 100 people came in contact with jesus one percent got healed one percent got healed so i leave you today just with a practical challenge this coming day and this coming week what time can you spend with intention with the lord and what can you envision as the realm of possible expand what you can believe as possible this has been fun i hope you enjoy it thanks a bunch and i will chat with you all later Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.